What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I am joined by the team, the crew. We got Miss Yum herself in the building. Miss Mary Almonte's here. What's going on? What's up? <laughs> we also got BTG, Mr. Baylor the Great. Hey, man, look, it's a lot of championships floating around, so <laughs> <laughs> we're happy. Like, Los Angeles is – no, on a serious note, I know I'd like to be petty when we win, but we needed these two wins. We really did for the city. So, we happy over here right now. Yeah. This year started I off – I feel that. Started off really We can't strange, be mad yeah. at you. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I think we said it, too. Like, after after the whole Kobe thing and Nip recently, like, you guys have been hurting. So, it's good that you guys got several wins. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Definitely. Well, let's get into the shit. Let's get into the fuckery. Um, Welcome to the Breaks Radio. First uh, bit of news that we have: uh, DC Youngfly and the rest of the eighty-five South show has said they are going to. Re- they are not going to be part of the new season of Wild and Out, as long as Nick Cannon is not a part of it. Now, we don't see a lot of loyalty in this game because most of the time people are about their checks. What do you guys think about them uh, stepping out of Wild and Out if Nick isn't going to be involved in it? I think that's dope. I think that's yeah. dope news right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Nick, Nick has a great eye for talent, for one, and he's seen those cats, he put them along, and he fed them. And, you know, yeah. Like like DC said in the in the interview, he was like, "Look, I know these corporations don't love me. They don't like me. They just you know they just see what I could do for them." Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's dope, man. That that's that's true loyalty right there. For sure, I agree. I feel like we rarely see this kind of loyalty, so I applaud them. I still do think that Nick Cannon was walling. He was walling out <laughs> yeah. for, for going off the deep end with with that interview, but. I definitely think it's dope that his crew is behind him. So hats off to them. Yeah. I mean, we, and that's, that's, that's the thing. We always see like people say loyalty, but then when it comes time to cash those checks, they're, they're wherever the checks are. And I think also it does bode well for them that Nick is going to be creating his own thing, right? With revolt. So I'm sure they're going to have a slot, a slot over there. So they're, they're going to still get their money. It's just good to see people rock with the person who put them on. So that's always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move into the next one. So uh, our boy, Kendrick, I think has been on our list like the last three weeks, but uh, he's on here again. Uh, he signed a new publishing deal with Universal Music. Uh, publishing deals, they don't really affect like, as far as I know, like the distribution and as far as album releases or whatever, but it seems like Kendrick is getting his ducks in a row. Uh, but what do you guys think about Kendrick signing a new publishing deal? Mary, I'll come to you first on here. Um, I feel like what's really going to be the difference for us? Do yeah. you know? Because <laughs> if not, then where's the album? <laughs> I'm waiting for that. That's <laughs> all that it boils down to. Us quicker than cool. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough, Baylor. Well, at the end of the day, if he signed a deal, we could be looking. We we're we're definitely looking forward to some type of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what content is it? Is it, we're either going to finally get that album? Or he might have a knife for talent, and I'll be into that as well. Mm. Mm. I mean, it, it Kendrick did. He built his own company about a year ago, and people started thinking he uh, asking if he was going to be leaving TDE. 
So maybe this, who knows? Like Kendrick, I think we're going to start seeing the business side of Kendrick in between whenever this album drops and between that and the next one is we're going to see Kendrick in his business bag real heavy. At least I hope so, because Kendrick is, you know, he's somebody who his name carries weight in the game. Mm. And, and just by him co-signing anybody, it's going to at least bring a new level of attention to them. So I guess we'll see how that continues to go and everything. Um, it's funny because Reason uh, recently he had an interview and told the story about how he almost nailed a, a Kendrick Lamar feature, which is weird because they're on the they're on the same label. But Kendrick's <laughs> names carries weight. And at the end of the day, if this does bring us closer to the album, if this is getting everything in a row for the album to come out, let's let's, let's get to the fucking music. That's all I got to say. Can we please get some fucking music? That's, that's I totally, I totally agree. I, you know what? But after last night and after a couple of weeks ago, it's like, all right, we understand if you take your time now. <laughs> Prior <laughs> to that, I'm like, yo, I need that ASAP. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I need that album still though. I need that album heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's move on. Next one. So this one is super fucking interesting, right? And I thought it was so I saw it on Twitter like one day when I was just scrolling through. I looked at it, thought it was like a joke, went about my business. But Peter Guns is the new host of Cheaters. Little did I even know that Cheaters still was releasing new episodes. But now Peter Pete Pete Guns is is the fucking Host, this, the king cheater himself. I guess they they he he knows how to catch him. I would guess. Mary, what do you think about this? Um, I actually think it's very fitting. <laughs> it takes one to know one, right? Um, but let me not let me not clown P runs. Um, I actually was on a, a panel with him recently on I the Lisa Evers, yeah, yeah. Street Soldier show, and it was actually really emotional. And I got to kind of see an emotional side of him where he was talking with the the. The topic that we were talking about was having the talk with your kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, about racism and how to, like, <laughs> escape death if you are have a run in with cops and stuff. And he was talking about how, you know, it's let me just say this. He seems like a very dedicated parent. So that to me, my hat goes off, you know, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yes, it is kind of notorious that he has been caught out there quite a few times and, you know has a multi baby mama situation. So yeah, I feel, but I do feel like he is very, we even got into like black, the responsibility of black men and their treatment of black women. And he definitely seemed like remorseful and like he's learned his lesson and wants to kind of pay it forward moving forward. So I'm curious to see how that gets parlayed into this role that he's in now. Good points. Good points. <laughs> yeah. Baylor. Um, I mean, I guess it's a dope idea. I mean, I'm I'm gonna watch it now. I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, for real though, it's like like you just said, you didn't even know they had you know updated uh episodes. No idea, none. But you but you know what though, the one thing that they, they that they will do is they'll have clips on IG or Twitter and stuff like that, and we will actually watch those clips, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're really going to watch those clips because one thing that he's going to provide is flavor. <laughs> so it's going to have some style to this, you know, cracking this cheater. Um, yeah, we're going to watch it. It's dope. I don't see nothing bad about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's good to see people get their checks whatever way they can, right, for one. Um, it definitely is going to breed uh, some new a new audience to the show. So, you know, that's going to be beneficial that way. It's just, <laughs> I mean, it just it seems on brand. I know one thing, though. I highly doubt he's ever going to get staffed for the show like Joey Greco did, though. 
Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> if, any, if, if anybody's going to get stabbed, it's definitely going to be the cheater he catch. You know what I mean? And it might be, it just might be, it's a high possibility that it's him. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious, man. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be looking out. I don't know when it premieres, but whenever it does, I'm, I'm there. I got to watch it. Uh, next one, this one isn't as positive as news. So, Westside Gun, uh, who had an album come out? He signed to Shady. He's been signed to Shady. He's locked under a deal for them for at least I think I read for three more years. Um, and he saw Eminem retweeted uh, Alchemist's album, and which he did not do for Westside Gun's album. I don't even know if he did it for Griselda's album. And uh, so there was a comment on that that uh, and that uh, Westside Gun commented on. He said, Shh, and this is before. So a couple of months ago, he also said that he wonders if if Shady Records knows that Griselda got nominated for Best Group. So, like, it's clearly... The the thing is, is, like, with Shady Records, A, their name is Shady Records, but M is never proven that he knows how to run a record label and their artist. 50 Cent was a flash in the... He got lucky with that shit, with, with 50 Cent. And then every almost the whole label rode the wave after 50 got his buzz... You know, Obi had a platinum album. Like people who had no no business getting platinum albums did from Shady Records, mainly because of Fifty Cent and Eminem were at the top of the game at one point in time. What do you think this says about M's ability to like pay attention to his artists, if any? Or maybe we're looking too too much into it. Mary, I'll come to you first on this one. Um, I don't know. I'm a little conflicted on this one because it does feel like, as of recent, M has not been as invested. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you, it, I mean, it's like any other gig or, you know, career <laughs> when you've been in it for a long time, you kind of step back a little bit more. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't really have much to say about it. Let's see, I guess, but I got, yeah. I got something to follow it up, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna let Baylor go ahead first and I'll say it. Baylor, what do you think? It doesn't make sense because he knows how important his influence is. Mm-hmm. And especially with the hottest cats and like these, these cats is they nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, but the thing is, you like you can hear it coming out of them. Like they still, it's like they still fighting to be appreciated. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Even after the nominee, it's like they still fighting to be appreciated. And he know how important that is. He does. You don't hop on. You don't hop on Big Sean's album just because. Like you knew how important that was to him. Yeah. In that cipher. Yeah, for sure. I want to offer a counter. Let let me first say, I agree with both of you guys, but let me offer a counterpoint to this. And this is just as someone who's a huge Eminem fan. So Eminem's influence and him being too hands-on was almost the downfall of Slaughterhouse because they they tried to sound too commercial. And that was Mm. almost laid at the feet of M and his people being too hands-on. Griselda, the Griselda's album, people applauded because they stayed gritty. They didn't seem like they were trying to chase commercial success. We said it, I think, here when we reviewed the album. So maybe M's staying hands off for Griselda, maybe it's because he knows for their fan base and the people who likes their music, there's nothing he can do. But they are they asking him to have his hands in it or just support it? True. You got a point there. You got a point. Bro, there. it's so it's a, look, they sometimes they put the wrong superstars in the right moment. Like it, it's a retweet. It's making a video with their music in the background. Mm-hmm. It, it's as simple as that. If Eminem put a video out on Twitter right now of him cooking 
and playing one of their albums, we're going to watch that video. Yeah, in today's world, in today's world and the media, that's important. That's how you get that's how you get followers. That's how you get attention. True. But has M ever understood that in social media? I don't see how you can't understand that. When he was his content that he was putting out early on was to grab our attention by doing random shit. True, but not by social media though. I was okay. gonna say that. I, I get that, but you're trying to dumb dumb him down by not knowing how the media works these days. I don't think he's that dumb. Mm. I would say even by the way that he does his own music, I don't think that he under like, and then that's not that's not to say that a simple retweet like a retweet clearly he knows how to retweet. If he did it for Alchemist album, he can do it for West he can do it for Westside Gun and Griselda, which they needed and they deserve it. I don't know anybody who's checking for a fucking Alchemist album in 2020, but Griselda was the fucking toast of hip hop for shit almost to this point still. My thing is, is I, I truly don't think that a lot of people in age in M's era really understand the power that social media has nowadays. Some yeah. of them do. Some of them do. Some of them have been have been able to to grow with that. But there's a lot of people who don't fucking Jadakiss doesn't understand the fucking power of social media, but he doesn't fucking need it. Jadakiss has been on social media all year this year. Because he dropped an okay. album. But he got it, though. I get what you're saying. Mary, what do you think? Split the difference. I mean, one would think, though, also, that someone of Eminem's stature would hire a social media team for his artists, no? So, yeah. and someone to run his social media accounts and stuff. So I do agree with you. I do feel like his age range, definitely social media is not top of mind and, you know, they're not necessarily running to like, I mean, even for me, right? And I'm a decade behind him easily or more. Um, you know, someone who's a decade under me is like more likely to show like love on social media just off the strength. Whereas I don't even think about that. Like it's more, you know what I'm saying? Like people will ask me like, oh, can you repost this or retweet me or blah, blah, blah. And it's like. You ask people to do that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, and then I've even noticed it with other things that I've done. Like, there are some people, and they're usually on the younger end, that just off rip, if they see I post something that's announcing something I'm doing, they show love and at least repost it or something. Yeah. So I do think there is a generational gap there. But I also think that M should definitely have a team that's handling that. So I'm in the middle of both of you. <laughs> like, he right, himself well, I, may not know, but come on. Like... I, I put it to you like this: If he's not media-wise, or if he's not up to date, I shouldn't. If he has any freestyle or any new album that comes out, I shouldn't hear any up-to-date content at all. That, that's not true, bro. That's, that's not true. very true. You can stay. That's you very, can stay up to date like, without without being on social media. Anything else? So that's what well, you mean. Say that again. Do you mean like if if? Something from one of his artists drops, then he shouldn't be posting anything else outside no, of that. No, what I mean is, what I mean is, if he comes out with any new content, if he's not knowledgeable of what's going on in the media nowadays or how the media works, then I shouldn't hear it in his music. Bro, I th oh, I th I but see, I think you're making a leap because you can under you can know what's going on in media without social. Like we are so tapped in, and we do use social media to get our news. But you can stay up to date. With with news and what's going on in the world without social media, it is possible. That's possible, but how do you stay up to date and not know how important it is? But you can know how important it is, but just not care. 
Nobody's saying. I, I'm saying oh, that. So, I'm, what, so, so then that means he doesn't care about his artists. No, that doesn't mean that he doesn't under, under, care about his artists. He may not oh, under. Okay. He may not understand because you got to think people like him, Jay Z. Jay Z tweets three times a year. And they don't guess how important how and but, guess how important but, that was to Fabulous. True, true, but it still that still doesn't mean. But the difference is, and Jay Z is a better a better record label runner than than Eminem by far. But 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 what I mean by that is just because you understand how social media works, just because you you care about your artists, it may you you it may not even Mary just said it. It may not even register to you how much to this newer generation they only get stuff that's on social media because we don't we don't our generation d- didn't need that. So he may know how the world works, but to him it doesn't even come to mind. It doesn't come to mind to say, oh, let me make sure I retweet this because to him it's like, well, hell, we got a marketing team, you got PR, you go you go do your interviews on. Com- complex that that's the that in that that's what they did in ge- their generation to get their to get their music out so you don't think at no point in his mind by him by him doing a solid for another artist or another brand and not to do it for your same artist but th- we we're going off one thing with alchemist I, we'd have to go back and research how much eminem actually retweets any fucking art. For all we know, Alchemist could have texted him and be like, hey, bro, can you retweet this for me? Yeah, I was just going to say, we'd have to do like a social media analysis of M's page to really have this debate right now. And even then, yes, we wouldn't know the variables on the back end that led to it. And and just to to nail this all home, let's go back to his beef with MGK, right? Part of the reason why that blew up the way that it did is MGK making fun of him on social media, the memes, everything else. M put out his response disc did an interview with Sway, and that was it. That was it. But he played. But that's that's him playing a role. We know he likes to pop up and disappear. No, I'm I'm just looking at the way that he like in that like we and you said it to your point. M's whole thing back in the day was him doing tactics on MTV when he did his interviews, whatever. When you're in a, a space of actually, even with the Nick Cannon thing, Nick Cannon was dropping videos on him. M had an interview. He says his little comments for it, threw some bars in there, and kept it moving. M does not utilize social media the, a lot of the way that, that artists do nowadays. He just doesn't. Yeah. Tell, me that, tell me this. Do you think he's still friends with 50? Yeah. they, they Just with 50's birthday party, uh, M was there. Then, then M, if you're hearing this, and I know you are listening, <laughs> please. Go take some tips from 50. Because he obviously got it. He obviously understands. You know what I mean? I actually was just going to say, 50 might be the only person of that generation that I actually see fighting on social media, like, properly. And 50 did it. Remember when 50 had thisis50.com and he had Pimpin' Curly when he was making fun of Rick Ross? Like, and that was before social media was huge. 50 was way ahead of his time with that shit. Mm. So... There you go. That, we, I can't believe we just got in a whole discussion about about Eminem. Oh, we just did that. Hey, we just did. I was like, yo, this shit getting heated. I kind of like it, though. You know what I mean? It's been a minute since we had, like, something that really got us stirred up like that. So, hey, more power hey, to you. Know, I, hey, you know, I roll with him. I roll with him. With that right there, I'm like, uh. Oh, and let me, let me, I'm not excusing it at all because, like, I'm just saying that I was trying to play devil's advocate and give it, like, maybe he just doesn't understand. But at the end of the day, like, Something needs to be done to market your artists. And Griselda, if it wasn't for Griselda's already built-in buzz, I don't see what benefit they have being signed to Shady. I just don't personally. So that's an issue. But uh, let's go ahead. We're going to get to our first break. When we come back, we got Versus on deck and a surprise album. 
I don't know if anybody else got a chance to listen to it. I got hot takes. We'll be right back after this. (laughs) (laughs) It got got warm as hell in this fridge. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies Podcast. Podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co-host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal and our lovely esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey. What? Sometimes people do like the opposite. <laughs> All right. We're back from the first break. Uh, so we just talked about versus last week. We talked about it, what were they going to do to rebrand? What's happening? Well, I think I think somebody who works at versus listens to the breaks radio because every time we mention it, some news comes out from versus uh, T.I. versus Jeezy announced as they come back. I guess this is start of season two or season three. Somebody said that they did two seasons in between there. I don't know. But um, what do you guys think about T.I. versus Jeezy? I, bro, I'm over it. I'm over the whole versus, but I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> but when I'm, I said I'm, I was o- when I was over versus, y'all looked at me like I was fucking crazy. Did we? I'm kind of yes. over T.I. after what he did to my man, Bus a Bus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, he doesn't yeah. deserve for anyone to watch his versus now. <laughs> Yeah, you know that what? Was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. And it's so funny because you would think that Ti would have jumped at that because of how Ti was doing 50 when he was challenging 50 to verses. Then the then the the situation flips and Buster starts calling you out and then you like you do some shit like that. It's like, come on, Ti. Yeah. I think they should have really removed him from the roster after that. Mm. Like, how dare you turn down a versus like yeah. with a legend? Are you kidding me? Now, if he comes out, now I will say this: he doesn't deserve to be in the same room as Buster. Let's miss. Let's See, I, hell clear. no. Let's let's be clear. No, not yeah. at all. Um, okay, and I so- mean, I guess that's what he was saying in a roundabout way, but it didn't come across well. I and now they really what- do need to find someone worthy of Buster because he got to say that though. He got to say exactly that. Like I'm not me and him not on the same level. He's a he's a He's been a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He did say that, though. He did say that. Yeah. I, I'm, well, listen, I'm not he, feeling he, he him right now, but I'll give him that. <laughs> listen, and, and by all all the teases I've heard, Bus may be ready to release some fucking fire. For real. Like, every snippet of any song that I've heard from that album has sound bananas. I can't wait to review that shit next week. It drops but, in two days. I can't wait to review it. T.I. is not competing with the skinny bus. I'm talking about the skinny bus. Oh, no. At no level. We can talk leaders of the new school era bus rhymes. T.I. Absolutely. Listen, and people overlook the fact because bus did, you know, the crazy videos and he had the club songs and shit. Bus has always been a lyricist. You go back and listen to some of those leaders of the new school versus mm-hmm. bus was always dropping dropping heat he, it, a lyricist his flow is yeah. unfuckwithable like <laughs> i mean and, and a visionary because I, yes. I come on now his videos got is definitely top 10 oh yes yeah absolutely by far and he would be doing choreography and yeah. like he really 
I think I've said this before, but to me, he's one of the most underrated artists of our time. Like he did not get his flowers and is, I feel like he's not mentioned in enough conversations about legends when we talk about this hip hop shit. Like, and to this day, it's kind of like the Jordan era though. It's kind of like he was just in the era where it was just so many dope MCs. You right. Yeah. That's true. But he still deserves to be mentioned among them. Absolutely. And I feel like he's a little forgotten and overshadowed. And to this day, one of, okay, not the best live performer, but the best rap performance I have ever seen live was Busta Rhymes' Rock the Mic Tour 3, I think, in 2004-ish. Best live performance I ever seen. It was him, uh, Jay-Z, that was the year 50 Cent and Jay went on tour together, but Busta stole that show for me. I saw that show at the uh, UMB Bank Pavilion in St. Louis, Missouri. I will never forget that day because I was looking at that shit like, what Bust he put on a whole miniature production. Like the way that they put out Hamilton, Bust needs a performance like that. Like I'm dead serious. That shit was amazing. Best rap performance I have ever seen live in my life. Yeah. I'm jealous. I've never seen him. And was, he's on my list. Like I'm sure that energy live must be crazy. So I've seen Bust. I've seen Bust in two thousand and one at a concert, and that was the first time I ever seen someone smoke weed in public <laughs> with the with the police surrounding him, protecting him. And I was like, "Yo, this is dope. How he get to do that?" And then I seen him come out on like a a Kendrick performance, and all he did was yell Kendrick name, and then he left. <laughs> I said, "That's dope." You know what yeah. I mean? Oh man, I don't know how we got so far deep in the bus, but I, I'm glad that we all love Bus Rhymes and respect his place bus as a is legend. A guy, that's yeah. why he's a guy. That is yes. true. That is absolutely true. Agreed. Um, only person, only one of the very few rappers who has done it and has had a hit, not just a, a a charting, a hit, a certified banger for at least three decades in a row. Yeah, so, I agree. And people don't see it. Yeah, we should do like a countdown of our top Busta joints there you go that'll be the last topic next week on on the breaks radio that'll be a great way to end it and we'll review his new album so there you go mary just did it but uh to get back to ti and jeezy um i i the way that i feel about this versus is like i'm sure the energy is going to be good uh i they seem like they'll match up or whatever but ti is just he's getting annoying to me so that's where i stand with ti so agreed (laughs) <laughs> we don't hey and look we don't care that's that's basically what it is yeah we don't yeah. care we're gonna we're gonna watch it and i'm i promise you i'm not gonna watch the whole thing <laughs> i'm gonna I'm tune in i might i might type something and then i'm out of there man I'm well which good. verses have you watched the whole thing of baylor um I, uh, I definitely the, i would actually say the first probably like like the first five and then like a couple after that mm. I watched well, all, I, I watched <laughs> I watched all of them except for the Monica Brandy one because you know that shit got on my fucking nerves. And <laughs> um I did cut out early on the Jill. I came back and watched it, the Jill Scott and Erica Badu one, only because like I just I felt like I needed to be high and <laughs> and I wasn't. Uh, but yeah, so I've I've watched all of them, but I'm just Maybe it'll surprise. Maybe because my expectations are low, it'll surprise, and I'll be walking away hype as shit. Yeah, well, yeah. nobody cares. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got uh, a surprise album got dropped, and 
I love how this one like stacks up because Jordan Lucas dropped uh, Evolution, and this is a great like concept album. The story that's told throughout it, but I love how like ADHD got kept getting delayed, and we basically got ninety percent of the tracks before that album came out, and that was just a couple of months ago. And now he drops an EP on us. We titled the EP, but it's thirteen tracks, um, just randomly, and it's pretty solid. Did anybody else get to listen to this one yet? I. I just listened to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it was it was okay. It was okay. That Zim Zimmer track is hard though. Whoever that beat was hard. <laughs> uh, he had they had the track with the game that was solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at this, I think it was good. I think it was good. It's just, it, he missing something. I don't know what it is, but he missing something. This is what I wanted ADHD to be. This is what like uh, to to cut out the the craziness or whatever like and just give us good music and I think Joyner is best as an artist when he has a message when he has an overall throughout message and the the theme of evolution having his son the 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 the, the lead up to the snitch uh, record when he was sitting down talking to his son explaining the different sides of a snitch like. There's something about that snitch this record was hard though. yeah You're and, right that's that snitch record was hard so it was. It was a it was a really solid album. I, and it, I'm not going to act like it's amazing or, or groundbreaking or this is a classic or anything like this. But in a time where music is kind of it drips in, drips out or whatever. And Joyner, uh, an album that I was overall disappointed in by ADHD it wasn't bad. I was just disappointed as a Joyner fan. I, I appreciated this album. Hey, you know what it is that I think he's missing for me uh-huh. is that he don't switch up his flow a lot. No, and he used to. Isn't it funny when Joyner first got on the scene, he was dropping those mixtapes. He, 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 he didn't do the flash, the fast flow all the time. And then it's like after the Chris Brown video, it's like it's just been fast all the fucking time at this point. I agree. Yeah, with that. but but the but the thing is, I'm looking for more than just the tempo. I'm looking for the style. I'm looking for it to match the beat sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah. And maybe that's being like too commercial, but. I need a little bit of that because he it's, it seemed like he just rapped too technical for me. Okay, I feel that. I mean, but it, but it's hard. It's like this is the thing though. It's not a it's not a knock against him because it's like he is dope. It's just that you giving me the same style consistently, but I need you to switch it up to see if you like is elite enough to keep up with everybody else. You know what I mean? Like change your voice up a little bit, and I need different type of features. Like the game is dope, but. I I need like go I need you to go dip into that like that Houston bag and go get me a Travis Scott or like something like I need something different, man. You ain't you didn't like the um the Ashanti joint? No. Damn. Okay. I I enjoyed the Ashanti joint. The 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 feature on here that I was surprised I didn't like as much was the one with Rick Ross, Legend with Rick Ross. I like. It's funny because. I don't know. It's something about Jordan Lucas and Rick Ross together that just it don't mix well to me. It just doesn't. <laughs> it, it, like, it don't. Yeah, it, I, was, it, it just, I clicked it, on that shit and I was like, I don't know what I don't know what I'm about to get out of this. Man, it was just like, uh, okay, this is an odd one. Like Rick, and it's not that Rick was bad on it. It's not that Joyner was bad on it. It's the fact that them together is just like, no, I don't need this. Like, it, it, we're good, bro. We, I don't need this shit. It's like people who put bacon on everything. Like, I get it. Bacon makes a lot of shit better. But if you have, like, a fucking pork steak, you don't need to put bacon on top of it. Like, this, just, it didn't seem right to me. Let me get, like, 
I, you know what I cannot listen to? I will. I, I don't know if I can hear a whole track with him and um and Big Sean because his voice oh, is a God. little. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. But give me a track with Benny the Butcher. Ooh, ooh. You see where I'm? I'm trying to get something different. You know what I'm saying? Now I know these are heavy hitters. I need something with Styles P. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or I need something with like. I don't know. If, if Reason can't get him, he then he probably can't get him either. But you know where I'm going. I feel <laughs> you it. know where I'm going. I need I something it. different, bro. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Um, that's it. That's all I got, Mary. I know you didn't get a chance to listen to it, did you? Slacker. I was hiding. <laughs> you didn't call. You said when something new dropped, you would call me and just play it. So I was waiting. For that yeah i'm about to i'm about to send you that jaguar album again by the way Damn. i know stop <laughs> I'm on me guys oh man <laughs> overall though thumbs up for me on this on this on this album it's just i'm gonna start i'm gonna stop trying to like rate shit through 10 i'm just gonna start giving it the check marks or not this gets a pass for me i think people should should listen to it um solid album all the way let's go ahead and move on so piece, the only piece of TV and film news that we have on the list this week, Michael B. Jordan may be making his directorial debut directing Creed 3, which is interesting because if anyone who follows the Rocky franchise, which this is a spinoff from, Sylvester Stallone started directing Rocky movies, I think, at 3, 2, at Rocky 3, maybe, yeah, I think it was Rocky 3, he started writing them at Rocky 2, but it's just interesting how that, that goes off. What do you guys think about Michael B. Jordan possibly making the leap to directing? I'm hype. Yeah. Um, so Michael B. Jordan, who is like my ex-baby father. No, I'm kidding. Um, he is an Aquarius, and w- as am I. And so we are people who have to like have our hands in multiple pots and do many things. So this just makes perfect sense to me. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see where it will go. And I actually really do love the little bromance or father-son kind of mentor mentee relationship that um you know sylvester stallone and michael b jordan seem to have developed so i'm sure he definitely probably cultivated this and and kind of steered him this way i'm excited and i think i loved all the rockies and i think i've also loved the creeds and i feel like it's dope that it's all kind of continuing so dope dope baylor I think it's dope. Uh, and then a lot of, you know, a lot of people put him in that box to where they say he's the same character in every movie. So, uh, yeah, they do. They, they put him in that. That's, they they that's don't, crazy. they don't put, they don't, they don't rank him as high as Denzel, but they gave him that Denzel type of, uh, criticism where they was like, yo, he's the same person in every movie. Hmm. I mean, come on. Killmonger though was definitely not the same. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not. I'm not on their side. I'm not on either side. I mean, he was like the bad guy, like, and it was believable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but is is I mean, it's always going to be interesting to see um, an actor step out of his uh, his natural element and then you know see see what he can do on 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 the other side, on the B side. So you know, I'm here for it. Definitely. Yeah. I I mean, I'm all for we need more black black directors in Hollywood, period. And, you know, it's it's good to see somebody flex their creativity now. I mean, how he turns out as a director or not, I guess that remains to be seen. But it's I definitely be interested to see him continue to grow. And I mean, he he 
has been in almost every Ryan Coogler movie. And Ryan Coogler is the fucking one of the best black directors of all. T- I'm ready to stamp him at all time, not just right yeah. now. Period. He killing it. Agreed. He killing it. Agreed. So, um, yeah, power to him there. Let's see. Uh, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take another a last break. When we come back, we got one more topic for you guys. We'll be right back after this. Hey guys, it's your girl back easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell and this is The, the team. team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. <laughs> All right, so I put this one, this topic to end the show because I didn't know how I fit, fit in the energy of the rest of the show, right? Um, but this interview with Mike Tyson and Lil Boosie, um, I think was one that a lot of people needed to see. I love the fact that Mike T- Tyson called him out on, like, him his comments towards homosexual people and Dwayne Wade's son. Uh the the fact that he asked Lil Bootsy if he was battling with his own homosexuality and that's why he he would he talked about people the way he did. I just think it was a really good interview. And we don't usually hear men call other men out for making homosexual comments. And on top of that, we all know that there's an underlying uh bias against homosexuals in hip hop. So I just I love the whole the whole tone and everything that came out of this interview. What did you guys think? Who wants to take this one first? You you know why Boosie tone was the way it was. Oh, yeah, you yeah. know why. Yeah, you can. So, so so when he when Mike asked him that, and when Boosie responded, I was like, you know better. <laughs> you know, you know better. But it was a good, refreshing conversation, though. Yeah, it was good. You know what I mean. And those the questions and the way Mike worded it, which is crazy that we saying Mike Tyson wording shit. Um, the way he did it was. I think I think it was dope, and I think the way Boosie responded—that's why I said on Twitter, like you didn't get Boosie, you got you got whatever his government name is, you mm-hmm. got him because Boosie is a character, yeah. you know what I mean? And we, we get that on IG, and we might get that on Twitter, but right now he's in he's in he's in front of a man, <laughs> he's in front of a god right now, and you have to act accordingly. Um, Hey, look, man, they embarrassed uh, Boosie for, for days, for months about about what he said and how he said it. Um, and I think finally he got to actually say his piece and what he was, how, why he said it, how he said it. And, you know, it, it was dope. It was dope. Yeah. And even for people who don't agree with Boosie, him saying that, you know, from his perspective, that's a child and he doesn't feel like a child should be able to make those type of decisions. There's a lot of people who share though that I didn't, you know, it's, it's good that he was given the space to word it and kind of explain, even though the way he went about it was fucking out of control, but it's good that he got a chance to actually add some color to his comments. Mary, what did you think about it? I think that Baylor hit the nail on the head when he said, it's hard to believe that we're saying Mike Tyson and his is actually like uh, having a conversation and putting someone on the spot and yeah. choosing his words wisely. Um, does anybody know how or why this exactly came about, though? Like, I feel like it was a really like this came out of nowhere or was it me? Like, well, I mean, Tyson has been on this like Tyson has been changing his life for like years now to where he's been trying to become this. I would say when I say silent leader, I don't mean as, as far as like being quiet, but he has been one of those leaders that he's not asking for the attention. I don't think, 
Mm. You know what I mean? And his character has changed. I mean, I grew up watching Tyson, you know, so I've seen the transformation from the time that when he was an elite boxer all the way into like just the tattoo on his face, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And now he's like, really? And that man been through a lot. So I had, you know, I, I know I, I criticize a lot of celebrities that hop into a podcaster's lane because we got it from the mud. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We got our listeners, we got our followers from the mud. And for these uh, celebrities to come over here with, you know, tens of millions of followers already and snatching up all the, you know, all the listeners and stuff like that. I think he, I think he has a platform that's not just, not just for other, I would say other entertainers to to showcase their other side, but I think it's also there really therapeutic for him. And if anybody needed therapy, it was definitely Mike. You know what I mean? And so for him to show his growth as a human being, he's now showing us like this is where I am. Mm -hmm. I can interview somebody else about their issues and try to help them get through it. Yeah, I like it. Do you think this is gonna be become a thing, like a recurring thing? <laughs> well, Mike Tyson's uh, podcast. Well, no, I mean, like, my, well, him really having difficult conversations. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel I like he so. always has been so. For me, he's always been, and I haven't been like a recurring listener, mm -hmm. but just I grew up watching Mike too, and he was always such a character that was like a jokester, if anything, not necessarily like someone really putting people in the hot seat. So that's true. I think he's actually using his, I think he's actually using his brand that he built since he was a teenager. And I know he hears us saying that, you know, we use, we used to call him a walking weapon or a pit bull, whatever case may be. And he know that he knows that. And he knows people, he knows pe people are afraid of him when he walk in the building oh, still to this thanks. day. You know what I mean? But now he's using that. He's using his presence to, to like, yo, look, this is my platform. I want you to come to my platform and really talk to me. You know what I mean? Because if you really think about it, man, it's hard to it's hard to find a some black leadership around here these days. That's and I'm right. not saying that he's gonna be the cream of the crop, but uh, he's damn sure is gonna be a voice, and we respect it because yeah, if we don't, we are gonna have to fight him. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not. Uh, hey, I'm I'm. Right now, unless unless Mike, unless Mike Tyson was holding my kids' kid uh, hostage, I ain't fighting Mike Tyson for nobody, <laughs> nobody. When you listen to his story, his background, though, like I really, and I mean, really appreciate his growth. Oh yeah, as a as a man, as a black man, that has. I mean, at one point he was just a price tag. You know what I mean? So it's like. He went from the most dangerous man on the planet to the most lovable dangerous man on the planet. Yeah. I mean, and the, his biopics coming out with Jamie Foxx starring him. Like, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Like, Mike Tyson has had such a, a like you said, a topsy-turvy life. Um, he's been through the darkness that some of us can only imagine. And the fact that he's coming out of it on this, it's just like what, what I say, like, with DMX, um, it's like seeing DMX now at the point where he's the old man dancing and being silly. Like that shit feels good as somebody who grew uh -huh. up seeing somebody battle with darkness. So, you know, Mike Tyson's right up there, if not it, higher than DMX, because, you know, there was a point in time. I think Mike Tyson even said to himself, like him fighting was him taking out every 
anger a moment he had on his life that's why he fought so good and he was unstoppable for a while it took david buster douglas to get lucky to beat mike tyson and you know what if you want to know the difference between and and i'm talking about from a leadership standpoint because a guy we just finished talking about uh is is he's he's trying to be that leader in the community Mm -hmm. but he rubs a lot of black people the wrong way and that is ti if you listen to ti's podcast and you listen to Mike podcast, it's like he's going to ask the questions, but it seems like he's going to ask it in a respectful way. Mike doesn't care about your feelings. He cares about you, but he doesn't he doesn't necessarily care about your feelings when he asks this question because he's asking the question that everybody wants to know. And who better to ask that question than the nigga that you're scared of? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. What did I say? Mary, you got anything left? Uh, no, I just find it. I mean, listen, first of all, I, Baylor is really passionate about this and is making me a believer. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it'll be really cool to see that, especially I don't want to be the person to bring up something negative when we're talking about how positive he's become. But I'm curious to see him really get into, you know, domestic violence issues and things like that, because you know, a part of he probably might be the reason why I learned what that was as a kid. Um, and I mean, I just saw recently Robin Givens speaking out, saying how like sick she was over hearing that he was going to have like a biopic mm-hmm. and kind of scared about what her role was going to be in that. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, you know, waiting to see what that's about to look like. <laughs> oh, if he was if he was Iron Mike in today's world, he would have been canceled. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Period. Um, people just didn't talk about it then. They knew it happened and they just swept it under the rug. But yeah, that what place that plays in the biopic is going to be interesting um, because even like, let's say like with Notorious B.I.G.'s, they, they showed a scene or two with it, but they really kind of skipped past it. Um, so it'll be if they may do something similar with that one. You know, it's, it's difficult to dis- depict domestic violence nowadays, especially when it's somebody who's your main character. So Mm-hmm. But that's it. Ain't, ain't nobody gonna say nothing to Mike, though. Oh, <laughs> bro, <laughs> Mike Tyson is one of the the people who immediately when he walks in. Did you see the thing the time where um ah it was a rapper? I want I want to say it was Jada Kiss. I want to say and like one yeah, of the members it was, of, it was the, it was the lock. Yeah, and one of the members of the entourage walked in and Mike kind of looked at him. They're like, "No, Mike, he's good." He was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. you know." Him? <laughs> she <Yeah>. was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Mike was ready. Um, they said they, they said they was hesitant. Uh, they said they was hesitant. They thought they was gonna have to jump him. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and probably still would they all would have got their ass beat. Um, but that's it. That's another episode of the Breaks Radio. Let's go ahead and give them our social media. Any parting words, and we get the hell up out of here. Mary, take it away. I'm at Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms, and follow Yum at Young Urban Moms. And yeah, we tired today. <laughs> so we gonna go definitely definitely Baylor at Baylor the Great on all social media platforms BTG for President Open Run with BTG a part of the Rare Signers Network and support the people that support you mm, definitely make sure you also check Baylor out on the stereo app because he didn't plug it up see I, I, I make sure I gotta plug you guys uh, 
Mary said stereo, follow hey, Young. Stereo got to pay me my bread, man. They Dodgers play. <laughs> make, make sure you guys go to Young Urban Moms also on YouTube if you guys want to see the video content that Young is producing, which is really good. Um, make sure you guys support these two creatives here because they both are working on some shit that I'm just really proud to be connected with them. Baylor's ass been hustling all of 2020. Every time I think about starting to slide, slide off, Baylor got some new shit going on. It makes me be like, you know what? I can't, I can't, I can't slack off right now. So I appreciate you. <laughs> um, you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow us collectively at the Breaks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Breaksradio at gmail.com. And as far as any parting words, um, man, just be good to each other, which is the thing something barely used to say all the time. Like for real, we are in a difficult time. The election is right around the corner. Go out and vote. The next time people hear us, it'll be after the election. Oh, right. Game time. I just realized that. It's crazy. But we, I mean, with the way the shit <laughs> is is going down, we may not have a determination made on the election to the end of the fucking year. I guess we'll wait and see. Um, people are show, showing up, voting early at an all-time record high. We. This is one of the most important votes. If you guys want me to remain having any faith in America, Let's get this orange motherfucker up out of office. That's all I got to say. This has been another episode of the best podcast that you'll ever hear for the culture. We out this bitch. Peace. I wrote my first bars in the car with Stacy. How bizarre my battle scars at large with lace me. Big marbles, nigga. I lead this new generation, boy. Don't argue with us. Marvelous beat selectors, authors, and novel spitters. And it's all for the literature. And it's all for the hideous, the nastiest flow, the chlamydia. Uh. My life is like 12 open mics of hopeless notes I write for show my folks you like soon as the flow Get nice to vote to guys that scare MCs My prototype forever read my share of these and R.I.P's You know my type of style is like my everything Apparently my appetites they famish bite No man that feed the culture vulture die and bleed My focus holy thoughts and dreams control is pen Look over your shoulder Boldest lines and rhymes and things devote my time and mind It seems I'm supposed to shine remind the king Provoke the blind and bomb to feed the pros the kinds of diamond rings I vote with time but I'ma bring the soul divine and cross between what's yours and mine's the gold, the green, the growth that showed just what it mean to grab your court, divide the wind and fly before my vocals. For hip hop, look at my ziplock, bag full of goodies, you Chris Rock. Hit the pookie and pit stops and scoop socks. Baby, you a hell of a drug. Just look over your shoulders when they fuck you over. It's love, I know ya.